Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 125 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is August the 10th, and I, the Destiny Bad Boy, not Ryan Fox, have returned with my fire team, who all of you CCBs know by now. Jared? Hey, everyone. Yeah, we got some ability tuning, which is mainly strand, some exotic armor changes, and then also the exotic weekly rotator that's coming next season to help you get some loot you might have missed in the past or a new roles to go chase uh, and to craft. And the chronicler himself, Chato Cero. Uh, as long as things go well, uh, we should finish off the lore this time, uh, this week, and then uh, and then we'll figure out what we're doing next week. And as a reminder, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. And if you're, if you can watch like half, and then you want to pick up the other half later. Don't forget, you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada, yada, yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us Bungie friend requests so we can play games together. We have a Discord server. We'd like to get a little more active in there. Um, we did have a few different official Bungie communications this week. But before we get into that, let's listen to the intro music which is brought to you by everybody's favorite link who you can find on Twitter at Link of Time G. Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Link. Fantastic job, my friend. Jared, you want to get us going? Yeah, we'll go ahead and dive into these dev insights. So, um, we're going to be changing some exotics and some strand tuning. And um, also, kind of like the Kings of PvP right now, Titans are actually getting hit pretty hard here, which might spark some additional discussion. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about some Hunter exotics. So Knucklehead Radar, it's going to keep its original functionality, and then also all the additions that Foe Tracer exotic used to have is going to be put onto it. So um, they took two exotics that were just absolute, nobody used, bottom of the barrel, and Probably made a decent exotic out of it. Um, so you'll be able to aim down sights, keep your uh, radar up. <clears throat> Photo Tracer help you kind of predict what people's coming around corners and also do a little bit extra damage towards the end of their life. So uh, a good change there overall. Photo Tracer, uh, it's got completely reworked. So Bungie took notes from monochromatic maestro so it's one of you damage a target with a weapon or ability of the same as matching your subclass you end up doing extra damage for uh if you when you take them out using an ability or weapon of the same subclass so basically monochromatic builds with foe tracer um is good do extra damage and then also you increase it you have a chance to create on like traces or fire sprites for given your subclass so, and that's also for the void strand and and stasis at the same time so all those 
to be able to create and pick those up. So fire sprites, I like building to those because you can give yourself restoration. So I think there's going to be some play to this coming to PVE. Uh, Lucky Raspberry, it's kind of been a lackluster exotic ever since it originally came out. Um, but that arc bolt grenade still doesn't hit quite as good as what it likely to now. So and now it's going to jolt targets, and then every time like it chains, it's going to give you more grenade energy. And also collecting on an ionic trace will grant you more grenade energy. And then thirdly, that grenade, Arcbow grenade, automatically will stun overload champions. So just giving that an extra bump there in PVE. Um, I guess I didn't want to make this exotic too good because if they gave somebody just two arc bolt grenades for this exotic i think it'd be more popular than what has been in the past um overall good change here uh renewal grasps uh they have undone the previous nerf to dust field grenade cooldowns when using this exotic hooray finally um man this this exotic when it came out it was great if i used it unfortunately it was getting used in trials and in pve so they had to nerf it into the ground so now you'll be able to get that grenade back up all the time and then you'll get i think about a five percent damage reduction in pvp when you're in the dust field with you and your teammates so it shouldn't be too overpowered in pvp but um, definitely good uh, in some situations for pve So, so Chad, the Titans here is about the we got some uh, exotic changes. If you got that ready, oh to yeah, a couple of good ones right here. So, uh, first off, they're gonna they're talking about in general, Icefall Mantle, Doomfang, Pauldrons, Path of Burning Steps, and Eternal Warrior. Uh, Season twenty one did some changes for Eternal Warrior and Path of Burning Steps, uh, but they they added an escalating damage bonus on Arc and Solar weapons, respectively, when you get kills with those damage types. So essentially, they had built-in um, uh, surge surges on them. Uh, now they like that they gave players a way to get the surge bonuses without having to also equip the bonuses. Uh, but Eternal Warrior seemed to have the most reliable way to get up to tier four damage. They made some further changes to those perks with a little bit more reliable while expanding the functionality of the other two. So essentially, it seems like their uh, Icefall Mantle is going to have the Stasis Surge. Doomfang is going to have the Void Surge. And they're going to kind of equalize them all out so that they they liked what they did with Eternal Warrior. And I think they're going to bring them all about to the same level, uh, which is going to be neat. That means that your boots are no longer going to need three Surges if you're trying to max damage. Um, you can use them for other things like a Scavenger or something. That way you don't have to run double special um, if you want a massive amount of heavy ammo everywhere. Um, now, Icefall Mantle has another change. It grants an escalating bonus, so it grants an escalating bonus to stasis damage when getting rapid stasis kills. When you activate your class ability, you immediately gain the highest tier bonus. So on class, you just surges activate. Now, Doomfangs, same thing for Void. When you get a Void melee kill, you immediately get the highest damage bonus. So obviously, based off of their perks, what they do. Uh, Class gives you stasis surge and just a melee kill gives you maximum void surge. So just like what Warlocks used to do with wells, you save an ad for damage phase, you punch it, and then you just go to town with your gun. Um, Path of Burning Steps, uh, getting a solar grenade kill now grants the highest tier solar damage. 
Internal Warrior, since the exotic only grants highest tier damage bonus automatically when super ends, uh, the duration of the arc weapon damage bonus when your Fist of Havoc super ends has been extended to 30 seconds, up from 10 seconds in Season 21. So they're they're making all those damage bonuses easier to get, and they're adding it to the, the two that we talked about earlier. Uh, now the feedback fence. Uh, this exotic got a couple a complete mechanical rework and now ties into the armor charge system, increasing its versatility and making it more useful in scenarios where you might not be taking a lot of melee damage. With the new perk, which completely replaces the old one, when melee hits give you when melee hits give you an armor charge, you take reduced melee damage when you have that armor charge. Taking melee damage causes you to emit a burst of damaging arc energy that jolts targets, consuming your armor charge and dealing more damage based on the number of stacks consumed. Note that the damage dealt by the burst of arc energy should be comparable to its current damage for 0 to 3 stacks of armor charge. Now, that that jolt on it is is a keyword. That's a verb. That'll give us some stunnage from when you get melee hit by something. But jolting everything around you when you get melee hit, that'll take care of a lot of red bars, and just it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to just go to hand, go to town on some stuff. Now, how a fire heart with swords? It could be. Like, I mean, because you're whacking at stuff, and if stuff comes up from behind you and whacks you, then you just deal a burst of AOE damage. Mm-hmm. Be fun, yeah. I mean. I still like my strongholds, but uh, that's it's it's kind of a similar thing. Strongholds just make you super defensive, while a uh, feedback fence attacks back. So, you know, it definitely could use it for the same thing. Um, now, Hallow Fireheart. This exotic often stands in the shadow of Heart of Imos Light. To remedy that, we've removed its base energy to solar abilities and replaced it with a perk that will let you build more into sunspots. We think you'll be seeing more sunspots on the battlefield as a result. As for the perk that greatly increases your ability regenerate when your super is fully charged, we left that as is. So apparently they made a change to, uh, instead of the solar ability thing, it's creating sunspots somehow. So we'll have to see what exactly um, the the perk changes are that does that. But uh, I mean, I have a Hall of Fireheart in the vault. If I could dust it off and and just try it and do some stuff. I mean, sunspots are fun when you got a lot of red bars in non GM activities. They can they can take care of some stuff. So we'll see how that one goes. We'll see um, we'll see if anything really major changes changes there. But uh, I'm excited. The feedback fence one was fun. The jolting is fun. So I like feedback fence. So any excuse to use it again is great by me. Do you think that's like the one that. you would you want to use if you're going to use one of these changes? I mean, I wouldn't use it for like a GM. I would use it more for fun yeah. and just to just to have a fun time. Maybe build into it jolting stuff because that'll create ionic traces and then you can pick up the traces and just ability spam stuff and just have a fun time. I always thought Hallow Fire Heart had one of the cooler ornaments. Yeah, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the magma or the jet engine one? The like that magma one. <clears throat> yep. Like in the chess piece and stuff. So I kind of think that ice swap metal might be a hot swap for DPS phases. So like you can swap to it. Yeah. And you activate your with the new rocket, then, and then your stasis, yeah, your stasis rocket or whatever it is is doing twenty five percent damage automatically, and then you're probably in a well at the same time. 
Yeah. 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 I think that takes us to the Warlock exotics. Uh, here we had uh, edited in uh, after the fact about the Astro Sight Verse. They added two more pieces of functionality to the exotic enemies near you. When you blink, become volatile. Additionally, when you're using Nova Warp Super, the Dark Blink ability no longer consumes super energy. So, could be interesting, I guess. Uh, Geomags, uh, often heard the call from players to restore the perk that lets you top off your super by sprinting, which was, was it like at 85% or something. You could, mm -hmm. if you, just, you could sprint into a wall or whatever, and it would top your super off pretty quick. The legacy of that incentive still creates some pretty silly play patterns. They wanted to give a new way to get more super energy. So essentially now the ionic traces are going to grant you additional super energy when you have Geomags equipped. Wings of Sacred Dawn, one of the cooler looking exotics, but pointless at this point, at least for majority of play styles. Uh, they wanted to lean into the orbital weapons platform fantasy. So give players a way to stay aloft longer, especially in target-rich PvE environments. Reloading was the main cause for the float to end. The exotic now automatically reloads solar weapons including the weapon you are holding from reserves each time you get a kill while aiming down sights. Try this one out with Xenophage. Uh, the bad part of that would be there wouldn't really be a way to use that for a boss because you're going to be like standing above the well and stuff, right? Yeah, the so I guess. I think you can still be in the air above the well and it still gets you. Yeah, or if you could elevate the well and then like on a platform and then jump from beside, I don't know. There's probably a way to do it, but uh, last but not least, Winter's Guile, due to the nature of the Stasis Warlock's melee ability, the exotic was previously a disappointing choice for the subclass. They added a new perk specifically when you're playing Stasis. Combatants encased by your penumbral blast melee will automatically shatter after a short delay. So probably one of those things if you're just speedrunning strikes could be pretty handy. Like on the days like uh where your melee builds faster and all that stuff, you know, you could probably do some pretty silly things, I'd I'd guess with that. Uh, so that's it for the exotic armor we work. So do you see any of these becoming part of the meta next season? Or is it still gonna be like Titan Syntheseps or like Acumor Work for DPS like and at hunters, it's um, the why the boots that give you extra super damage in PVE. Um, Frosties? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, Star Eaters. Star Eater, that's it. Star Eater scales. Uh, Warlocks. It's gonna be like what's what? What you been doing in, with Warlocks, Ross? Hard stuff. Phoenix Protocol, just to keep a well more often. Yeah. Anything that doesn't matter, just Honestly, there's there's not anything that's OP at the moment for Warlocks. Unless there's some like something super niche that you absolutely build into and can use it for a very specific use case. There's nothing that's just completely overpowered. All right, so now it's going to be some ability tuning. Um, so in general, this is what they're looking at. 
that want to reduce the uptime and potency of barricade abilities in high-level PvP, reduce the potency of Striker Titan in high-level PvP activities, both in neutral game and when supers come up, correct the one-size-fit-all nature of Suspend and Compact Sandbox, and rebalance our Strand Fragments uh, suit to bring up the underperforming options and normalize the potency of overperformers. So that's where the frame of mind is going into these changes. So first up here is the barricades for Titans. Towering barricade, the big one. It's base cooldown. It's increasing from 48 seconds to 70 seconds. And then the maximum health is reduced from 600 to 500. However, it will have a damage resistance uh, versus PvE combatants increase to compensate for that health uh, decrease. Um, I mean, this is a pure PvP change that's hurting PvE. I feel like this is, it's been a while since Bungie has put out one of these that has really hit PvE because of PvP. Uh, and I feel like this one sparked some some hate on the, on the X. Don't talk like that. <laughs> oh. So, uh, Chad, I mean, this one hurts overall, right? Um, but are you even running big barricade? It's most of the time it's small one, right? I see. Here's the thing: when I go into PvP to to do stuff in the game, um, I pop up a barricade, and I'm like, ah, oh, I still have the small one. Uh-huh. Because I'm a PvE player. I haven't changed it. And I'm like, how many more games am I playing? Two? I'm not changing it. I just stopped using it. I'm not playing competitively. If I played competitively, I would definitely have it locked and loaded, ready to go. I would have a PvP uh, loadout in the loadout system that has it already set up that way. Um, But I don't. So I usually cast my barricade. Oh, no, I need cover. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't stand. I have to crouch behind it because I forget. Um, but if I was more of a competitive player, like I was back in my, my uh, really back in my reach days is when I really played competitively. Um, I would be furious understanding. Cause it's like, yeah, I get it. It's, it's an oppressive defense that you can't really do anything besides either wait for it to run out, shoot it down or try to go at another angle. Um, it just completely shuts down a lane. So having a barricade, oof, uh, I mean, it's a huge increase. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's savage. But, I mean, it's understandable. It makes sense. It does a lot. Just one barricade does a lot to to change the, the, the way the game plays immediately. Just one big barricade, and then all of a sudden that lane, they're like, well, I gotta go run down this other lane unless my boy's got a fusion rifle to lay into that thing. But then he's out in the open. And so we might lose a guy because he's trying to take down the shield. It's, yeah. I don't like him when I'm going against him, so I get it. Um, Now, seeing the way that they tried to balance it for PvE is like, okay. As long as it feels the same, it's not a bad deal. Yeah. Um, But it's, it is good that they, that they definitely looks like they, 100% 100% targeted it towards PVP, but the health change wasn't something that they could really do one side or the other. So they just made it have higher defense in PVE. So, okay. 
And as far as the cooldown time for, for Thunder Crash, I'm not good at using it roaming, so I don't mind either way. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've tried it. I just need to practice it more. Yeah, 500, yeah it's, it's an extra six. minute. I think that's because of the sticks over MK. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm good on the sticks. I've, I've done it a couple times before. I just need to practice it more is all, but like watching the plays where people just like fly by and pat a dude on the head and he dies and then just keep going cracks yeah. me up every time. And I'm like, that's wild that people practice that just to do that in particular. So, I mean, cool. I can't do it. So again, it doesn't really impact me much and I don't again like I said I don't play competitively which is why I'm not good at it so it 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 doesn't make me feel bad one way or the other uh, but that knockout. reduced knockout damage was that was that's needed yeah, 100% it's going that's down needed. from 50 bonus to 30 I imagine pairing that with the Syntheseps could let you one shot people uh, with a melee oppressive so. Absolutely yeah. oppressive. Uh, now we're getting into some strand changes. Um, man, strand's pretty good, especially with suspend. So they're hitting that pretty hard here. So suspend, they reduce the base suspend duration versus non-champion PVE combatants from eight seconds to five seconds. Thread of uh, con- continuity uh, now expands the duration to seven seconds. So it's two extra and that is down from the 12 seconds so um usually you run those together when you're going to spin build so uh seven seconds is still pretty good for for red bars um now the duration for champions is going down from eight to three seconds stock and then uh four seconds with the with the thread so uh that one hurts a bit but it kind of brings it more in line with with stasis and then like how long a freeze lasts for champions. And they uh, increase the snap damage dealt to suspended boss combatants by 67%. So uh, that's good. Uh, just a little extra, almost like an ignition burst there. Threat of the mind reduced class energy gained based on the tier of defeated combatants. So that's whenever they're suspended, you get class ability back. So minors goes from 15 to 10, majors from 25 to 15, bosses, champions, mini bosses from 50 to 25. Threat of generation reduced the overall energy gain per uh, PVE enemy by about 20% and rebalance the energy gained multiplier across primary weapon archetypes. This is whenever you get your grenade back, right? So basically that's that that's been used you know a lot i guess since it came out so they want people to use these other ones and to get people to use some of these other fragments the uh threadlings have gotten a buff too they increase the damage to pve combatants by 30 percent tangles reduce tangle uh creation cooldown from 15 seconds to 12 seconds and then sever patents uh combatants Affected by server now uh, reduce their outgoing damage by 40%, and that is up from 30%. So I didn't know that was actually a part of server, so that's uh, it's interesting. So I guess if you sever a boss, a boss should do less damage to you. 
So I might come in handy, uh, some of these day ones. Uh, Silk Strike. If you don't know what Silk Strike is, that's because you rarely see it because that is a Strand Hunter Super, which is absolute crap in PvP. So they increased the damage resistance from 40% to 45%. I've tried using this thing in PvP and I just get melted every single time. When you pop out Super and it puts off that sound and everybody just like knows exactly where you're at. You try to grapple around the corner. No, you still get lit up. Just doesn't work. So uh, maybe this helps. They also reduce the suppression time between uh, Silk Strike Super Air Attacks, and then we reduce the vertical lift provided by Silk Strike Heavy Attack in the air to reduce uh, how many times they can easily miss the primary target. Which that's also something I was not a fan of. You just try to spam a heavy attack, and you just create, they're just like gliding off the floor, and you're missing the target. So. Glad that's changing. All right, I think this is a a warlock change, or is this a titan change? This threaded spender increase the threaded spender lifetime from ten seconds to twelve seconds. Oh, and that's that's the hunter cooldown, right? Yeah. All right, and then the spectre health versus PVE combatants. It's an increase, and then it's also now. No, uh, longer it takes longer to detect to nearby PVE combatants at the beginning of its lifetime. Uh, it's just basically it's just it's just gonna work in PVE better. Now we have a warlock, the Wanderer. Um, Fox, what's going on with that? Uh, destroying a tango now creates a delayed suspending detonation. Increasing increase suspend detonation radius from six meters to seven meters against PVE combatants. Increased thrown wonder tangle detonation damage to match standard tangle detonations. So, a lot of the the tangle a lot of tangle talking here, right here. So, honestly, I don't mess much with the tangles. They kind of I don't really. The other day we were running a raid and I was trying to pick up the relic and use the like the grab button and took off running and realized I had a tangle and not the relic and had to run back and there's a whole thing there at the vault encounter on Last Wish. Uh, next was grapple. Grapple melee always takes priority when active regardless of whether or not a target is within range. Did you guys have a lot of trouble with that when it came to grappling? Only time is when I try to grapple to something that was really close by, and, and there's an enemy in between. That's the only time I've ever. Like, Not that I can recall. Off. Yeah, me neither. I just I thought it might be a hunter thing because I remember, like, playing hunters. So it feels like a lot of times your your melee would suck you into close stuff by. Uh, and then here we got the. The threat of propagation now grants plus 10 strength. Threat of continuity no longer grants plus 10 strength. Threat of wisdom no longer requires a precision kill to activate. Threat of isolation reduced the number of precision hits required to activate by an average of about 30%. Little different per weapon archetype, but the average is about 30. And the threat of rebirth, the number of created threadlings now increases based upon the tier of the defeated target. Uh, red bar is one looks like 
yellow bars two and then orange and champions or mini bosses you get three so that could be something that maybe maybe had to take a second look through there at your at your build and and take a look and see if you need to switch anything around there perhaps all right so that is it for the dev insights so um they do go back into dev insights again in the twid but we're going to pass over that so the twid um it starts out with a thank you a thank you to Candace, to uh commander zavala um and the voice actor lance Wittick for how long um he was the va for zavala uh, just an iconic voice you can see him in, in other shows and movies you're like i know that voice that's zavala um again he passed away so they announced they are moving forward with another va for zavala and because the his story in game is not done yet so it's going to be keith david um Whenever uh, I was like, I don't remember the name, but once I looked at the actor, I was like, oh, I know exactly who that is. Um, and I started looking through his IMD report, and he was the general on Armageddon. That's probably what I know him most from. And I could not believe that Armageddon had a 6.7 on IMDb, which is shameful. So, um, to make great you want movie. to close your eyes and fall asleep but I don't want to miss the thing. So, <laughs> um, great, uh, great VA moving forward. Uh, he was also in Halo, uh, as the, the Arbiter. Oh, so did he give us a word, word? <laughs> word, word, word. <laughs> I, I did, uh, reach out via Twitter and ask him if he wanted to come on and discuss. So, don't expect anything back, but you never know. Sometimes you just got to shoot your shot, you know? Yep. So the question is, first of all, let's let's just go to imagination land and assume that he comes on the show. Do we ask him to, do we ask him about stepping into a war with the cabal on Mars? Or <laughs> does that never, ever, ever get brought up like as like a reverence thing? I would, I would prefer to leave that. Even though I guarantee there's some people in the community that would really like that. I think you just leave that to the Lance. Okay, so like I shouldn't look on Cameo to see if he's on there and ask him to say it. <sighs> no. Okay. Because I think I think Zavala's gonna have a line coming up in these next few seasons or expansion that that gets Keith David's name out there as a quote like that. So. Okay. Now, if you got him to say like "eyes up, guardian," I think that's a good one, a good line for him to say. What would be? What are the other big Zavala lines? Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um. Man. Hello, guardian. That's what you always. That's all he says when you're always <laughs> getting those bounties, you know? Um, yeah. Do you think it's... How strange is it going to be seeing that blue mouth move and a different voice coming out of it at first? Yeah, well, I guess, like, they'll leave the lines in 
for mm-hmm. like just the general tower stuff. I'm not going to have him. We do those. So that first cutscene, it's gonna it's gonna hit you in the feels. That's definitely gonna feel weird. It's definitely gonna be Dude. odd. Um, because he he has such a particular voice as well, just like Lance did. So you can't really ask him to do not his voice. Because what they've done in the past, obviously, is had amazing voice actors, like absolutely A plus, like, like beyond perfect level voice actors who get so close to the original that if you're not paying attention, you're just hearing Ikora, you're just hearing Kate and you're like, these these were the original actors, right? It's like, nah, dude, (laughs) they they're good. Like like some really amazing voice acting done by these people that replace the others. Um, but this, this is one of those ones where it's like, well, no, he, his, his voice is great too. It's going to be weird for like an entire season for me. Just hearing not, not the original Zavala. It's going to be cool. Cause I really like his voice. His voice is great. And if you ever, if you played a mass effect, which is where I immediately recognized him from, you hear that voice a lot in there. Um, so it's, he has a really nice voice. It's really great. So like I pictured, I just sat there at work today, picturing like Zavala saying the things that I'm like listening to on YouTube. And I'm like, they don't make sense with the story, but the voice I can make it fit, but it's going to be weird for a little bit. You think they should, uh, re-record all the lines? I think they said like what was it they said that story stuff and other things weren't going to be re-recorded oh yeah yeah they they said they're not but I'm just saying do you Mm -hmm. think they should no absolutely not I don't think so either because they did it before that's why yeah oh I know I know yeah this this case is a little bit different though. So yeah, what was what was the deal? What was like the official reason for uh, Peter Dinklage not not coming in? He was like recording Thrones or something, right? Oh, I, like there I wasn't like that. a big scandal or fall. I didn't look into anything. that. I just thought he just that's, yeah, that's probably what it is. All right. All right. Uh, exotic Mission Rotator. It's on its way. And um, it's going to be here next season. So, with that, it's going to be some changes. So, that if an exotic we- weapon returns uh, in that mission, it's going to be craftable. And there's going to be also legendary weapons to also go after at the same time uh, for those. So, first mission, Presage. Uh, one of the best, better exotic missions that we've had since. Uh, no, since the Whisper days. So, um, Dead Man's Tale. It's going to have new roles, and it's going to become craftable. Um, so, you want to uh, basically get a legendary clear of the week, and then get maybe one, maybe two, maybe three uh, legendary clears of the of that week, because it gets you catalysts and a different additional currency to put on your crafted Dead Man's Tale. So, um, that, that's kind of a reason for people that already have DMT to go in there and uh, and grind out these missions. 
Now, uh, besides DMT, you're also going to have some weapons to go after. So it is the you're going to have the season of the haunted weapons. So that's Nazarax, Whisper, Bump in the Night, Tears of uh, Contrition, Hollow Denial, Firefight, and Without Remorse. And then additionally, you'll get the opulent weapons, Ostringer, Drang, Beloved, uh, Callus Militool, and the Eidolian Pers- Pursuant. Eidolon, Arm- I think. Eidolon? Okay. Uh, and Armor I, I see that. I see that in Final Fantasy. Okay. That was a uh, word in there. So out of those weapons, uh, Bump in the Night is probably the one that I've used the most. Jared, yours is probably what, Hollow Denial? Uh, yes. Yep. And uh, Ostringer is pretty beast in the PvP. Callus Mini Tool. I have that one ranked up pretty high. I can finally get my Beloved and my Without Remorse that I'm missing, yeah. so... Those are the only ones that I don't have like in the vault ready to use the resonance on. So it's yeah. pretty excited to see that. So your initial clear of the week will guarantee you a red border drop of a weapon that you have not craft, uh, completed all the crafted patterns. So um, unfortunately, if you haven't got any of these weapons done, you're going to just, it's just going to be a lot. And then after that, it's going to be RNG for that week. Um, so if you have a few of them knocked out, you're definitely in a good in a good space. Next mission is Box Obscura. It's got a tank section and it's got the you know um, some champions, some and it's on a timer too. So this is this can be difficult on legendary version two. Um, so Dead Messenger is going to get a few more perks. Craftable is already craftable. So um, Along with that, you'll go after the seasonal weapons from Season of the Risen, Explosive Personality, Recurrent Impact, Under Your Skin, Sweet Sorrow, Thoughtless, and Peace of Mind. Um, Explosive Personality there is probably my favorite. It's a wave frame solar grenade launcher. Um, Peace of Mind was very frustrating in PvP. I left out one key piece of information. So, uh, Jumping back to Presage, in order to do that mission, you either must have ownership of Beyond Light or Season of the Haunted. So, like, next season, say you didn't play Season of the Haunted um, or haven't purchased Beyond Light left, your only option is to purchase Beyond Light in order to play that mission. So, Vox Obscura, you must own the Witch Queen or have own season of the risen and it's so weird how they split those up between all the dlcs yeah that way if you wanted them you'd have to buy them all uh this is probably further down but if you're on playstation for the next six months uh which queen is included in the playstation plus or the playstation plus plus you get which queen basically until the next expansion pretty well so that can save you a little bit of cash uh, to, to do this if you don't own it already. Uh, the third mission we'll be going into, and that's Seraph's Shield. So that's the Revis- Revision Zero Pulse Rifle um, and is well, main craftable, maybe some new perks to go after. Go after. Uh, weapons will be the Fire and Forget, Tripwire, Canary, Disparity, Path of Least Resilience, 
Judgment of Kelgaroth, Retrofit Escapade, ding, 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 ding. Uh, and then also the Aquilos weapons, uh, the hand cannon, SMG, sniper rifle, and shotgun. Um, retrofit Escapade. Wonderful, amazing, legendary machine gun. Uh, gets four times the charm. And target lock. It is like probably the DPS machine gun right now, I would say. Um, that's That's a legendary. So... Um, as I recall, Serve Shield is a is an okay mission. You go up to space, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, for Fire, in order Fire to and Brigitte's do, good. Don't overlook that one. I, I oh, like Fire and Brigitte. You can get Chill Clip and, and something else good on that. You know, Fire and Brigitte's fun, but uh, oh, Ser- okay, yeah, Serve Shield. Has that it's it's it happens above Earth, and it has that window that looks out at where the traveler goes. Mm-hmm. It, no, no, it shouldn't be the see. new. It shouldn't be the new traveler. It'll be the old nah. one. Yeah, it won't be a traveler there. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, up in the sky, <laughs> man. So, I got excited, but I'm like, no, it's from the past. It's technically <laughs> still there. Yeah, dang yeah. it. That'd be neat, though. And for Seraph Shield, you will have to own the Witch Queen or Season of the Seraph. So uh, if you don't have the Witch Queen yet and you purchase that over Beyond Light, you'll get two of the three missions. Um, if you're like trying to the way which one you should buy. Uh, DMT used to be a menace and now it's just probably okay in PvP. So I would I would value getting revision cellular on Dead Messenger over getting TMT if you're falling on a budget. So uh, I just pulled up CD keys. It looks like probably I would say the what would be the best way to do this. You can get the the legacy collection. Which has Witch Queen, Shadow Keep, and Beyond Light for twenty one nineteen right now. Oh, that's pretty good. So that's probably probably the best way to do it if you're trying to get by a little cheaper than that. Beyond Light on PC is nine fifty nine, and let's see, uh, Witch Queen is looks like. Anywhere from twelve to sixteen dollars, so it's not not too bad either. So, um, along with going after these weapons, there will be a weekly challenge, and that's how you get those uh, deep sight weapons to drop. And if you have all the armor and have all the deep sight weapons, you will be getting a world drop, and then this will also be a pinnacle drop. There's one last bonus that you get for doing these exotic missions, and that is the Xenology quest from Zerf. That's how you get the exotic ciphers. So if you complete on normal difficulty, you'll be getting four points. And if you do it on the legendary difficulty, you will be getting seven points. And uh, for that quest, you have to get up to 21 points. So doing three legendary missions could be very challenging, but also rewarding in the end. Um, Get one of those exotic ciphers. 
All right, uh, that's it for the exotic mission stuff. So moving forward, age gating uh, changes on all Bungie services. Uh, throughout the world, there's different countries is requiring websites to have people say how old they are and where they're from. So you will be having to do that when you log on to, to Bungie.net or use any of the third-party apps or Destiny 2 Companion app. Like that stuff all feeds back from the origin, which is Bungie.net. So you will have to do that. Uh, Cyrus Battleground is back this week. So um, that's how you get the Braytech Osprey this season is through the Cyrus Battleground. Um, it is probably the most challenging GM uh, of the season. So next you go and know loaded and, and mic'd up or like, or people that you can communicate well with. Definitely a challenge there. Uh, we did it with two Bandershell Titans and a well and a and a Warlock. I think that's a pretty smart move. Um, I think you can also maybe get a little more aggressive with some other some other builds, but uh, that uh, that room where you have to go dunk the crystals and the unstoppable champion spawns. The unstoppable champion's priority one. If he gives up on you, you're going to die. So just make sure you take an unstoppable out soon. August 22nd, the showcase and season launch of season 22 is just around the corner. So that will be going live on 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern time. Pre-show begins at 8 a.m. an hour before. It's going to be on Twitch. It's going to be on YouTube and TikTok and Bill Bill. Or is that Bill Billy? I, I have not seen what that is. So it's the first time seeing that. I uh, I didn't know what it was either whenever I. So I'll be doing a half day work that day. So I'm catching it on live. And then waiting in queue for the new season to start. So, gotta make sure to get. I gotta plan out what I'm getting for lunch that day. It's gotta be something good, you know, because it's not gonna be sitting there. It's almost just like going to the movie, almost. You know, you just gotta treat yourself that day. What are you thinking? You thinking like burritos? What are you thinking? I'm thinking some barbecue right now. So it's what I'm leaning towards. Man, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I just recently discovered corn pudding, and I love corn pudding. So look that up. Um, never had it. Never yeah. had it, man. Yep. Corn. Right. Yep. So that's it for the twid. Um, had some juice there left after the dev insight for the exotic mission. So uh, that's two back to back good articles after uh, what they did the week before. So that takes us to three likes and three dislikes. Um, me and my like is going to be, I am just mentally took a break from gaming for like at least six days. So uh, I turned the PC on to get the rundown going. And I was like, oh no, I don't remember the last time I logged into play. So it's got to be at least five or six days there. Um, not playing tonight. I played a little bit of uh, this new game my wife sent me. Um, Palea is like this new like massive world rpg game that you can farm and materials i did that for about 30 minutes today 
it's like okay i understand why some people don't like this but it's not gonna be for me so basically it's a big gaming break for me this week uh my like was the way they decided to add those patterns that were unobtainable uh into the exotic missions somebody like me who would never engage in those rotator playlists uh, that gives me a reason to go back in because I do need probably two or three, hopefully just a few runs of, uh, of these things, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And uh, my like is that my bounty stacking is pretty much done. I just need like the, uh, the, the weekly dreaming city one. That's it. And that ascending challenge is easy. So it's like four minutes per character and then I don't have to play. Obviously get have to do some uh some dungeon runs, some solo dungeon runs. Um but uh I was gonna try to talk Jared into logging in tonight to hit the helm so I can cash some seasonal challenges off of him and then he can leave. Uh so we'll see if that works out later. But uh my my dislike is that I haven't been playing with the boys. We've been like, it's it's been quiet. It's been very quiet. And it like, it's, it's definitely needed. It's nice. Like, like Jared, I, I was like, man, I haven't turned the computer on in like two days. I was like, oh, I'm, whatever. <laughs> I was, I've just been reading or like watching YouTube, just not doing anything. And it's been nice. It's been nice because work's been, like I said, work's been really busy recently. So like I get to just chill out and relax. So it's, it's been, uh, it's been a needed break for now, but uh, I get to ruin that on Monday when I get to bang my head against a dungeon wall for as long as I can stand. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, my dislike is waiting for the 22nd. Uh, just interested to see. I don't know if Bungie was doing the let's get the bad news or the weak stuff out of the way, like they, like the state of the game. You know, that didn't go over real well. Uh, a lot of that was not taken the greatest. Uh, so I don't know if they were trying to put the bad news out, take the heat, and then the dead time, and then because it's going to be less heat, and then try to rally the troops here. Uh, or if it's really just uh, this is what we have now. So just kind of some anxiousness to see what we're looking at here. Yeah, um, coming up with a dislike, it's kind of hard to dislike something that you just haven't put that much time and effort in. And so I've, I've been uh, like looking on Reddit a lot more now than I have in the past and tried to um, come up with new a new segment. And I my dislike is that I haven't put enough thought into it. But I basically want to do like the Reddit post of the week or something like that where um, – we read a Reddit post and I, either it's like it stuck to me this week because it was great or that it was terrible or like these people just really don't know what they're talking about. It's like part of like the three categories uh, that it will fall into. And I've said some, but I haven't narrowed it down yet. So probably should have done this a couple of weeks ago when content has got really small for uh and short, but it, yeah, I got, I got to do better. I get into that. I like it. I think that's a I think that's a good idea. The Thursday reading. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh no weapons breakdown. 
there was a quick GM notes in the twid, so it was there. So now uh, gambling corner. Uh, gambling corner, we literally did not play together whatsoever this week, so uh, we're gonna just hold that as well. And I believe that takes us to the war with the chronicler himself, Chato Cerro. Oh boy, we uh, we had to skip it last time, but uh, more than happy to talk this week. We get to go on to the last thing, uh, which gives us actually more insight into Asa. Um, and I can't believe I totally skipped this completely. But as I'm reading it, I'm like, this is a long, singular piece of lore. So it's, it's from the ghost shell that you get, uh, the Shihan uh, scuba shell. Asa settled from a long journey within an undersea cavern pocketed by air. Shihan surveyed the mix of ancient rig foundations and natural stone. It seemed quiet enough, and Sloan needed rest. No hive barnacles grew there. Asa had swam far from the largest concentration of hive and taken it hid, hid away in a cove tucked beneath Golden Age wreckage. Asa filled the yawning space. She slipped through gaps and wrapped herself around plunging stalactites, her serpent warm, her serpent worm segmentations gripping the stone, her face half submerged in slick methane liquid. Chihan floated down from Asa's back and turned to see Sloane slide and crumple to the cave floor as trails of steam seeped from the cap, the cracks in the ground beneath her. Sloane closed her eyes. It's cold here, but the steam, it's warm, she said weakly. The, warm, the worm coiled a section of her body around Sloane, trapping in the heat around her. Chihan watched every exchange between the two and drifted out of Sloane's earshot to the worm's gargantuan face. Asa's attention snapped to the blades now protruding from the ghost's shell. The ghost got good and close. I don't know why you helped us. You seem nice. I hope you stay that way. If you're using her, if you turn coat, Shihan sliced the air. I'll gut you. Asa's massive eye dialed in on Shihan's iris. The two stared unblinkingly until the worm's eyelid gently closed. She emitted a tone of contrite harmonic equilibrium. I am not your enemy. The ghost scanned the worm's face and upon seeing its benign softness, retired to the coiled shelter Asa had woven them. Sloane sat in meditation with an irradiating sense of peace that Shihan hadn't felt from her in months. The ghost let herself pretend for a moment that even she felt almost safe. It was morning before Sloane woke. Asa met Sloane's eyes through her visor. The tilt of her enormous head signaled a sort of greeting or eagerness. Sloane removed her helmet. You need something? Ayat. Ayat. Asa. Ayat. Sloane stumbled backwards into the cavern wall. Shiahan perked up into the air. Boss? Sloane inhaled sharply and dropped to a knee as her ghost swooped in front of her and turned to the creature. Before she could speak, Sloane's hand was on her shell, patting her. It's fine. It's Asa. What's an Asa? Shihan questioned. Some kind of proto-worm. Like hive? Shihan deployed her blades. No, the hive were something before they were hive, right? The worm gods were too. Asa is her name, I think. The ghost turned to Sloane, then to Asa. What does she want? To not be alone, Sloane responded. To be known. 
Shi Han retreated closer to Sloane and sheathed her blades. Right then. We like big, powerful allies. Let's hear what they have to say. A joyful shiver trundled from Asa's head down through her coiled form, rippling the methane pooled around her, sending tremors through the stone. Causing crumbled dust to rain from overhead, Asa turned and focused on the pair. Her massive eyes spanned well beyond Sloane's entire body. The worm's sympathetic iris flexed and shimmered in hypnotic fluctuations, drawing Sloane into a disassociative state. Ayat. Asa. Ayat. Sloane tumbled through timeless alien remembrances. She was shown them, spoke of them as if they were her own. Origins and sorrows she now shared. Witness offers powerful curse, a lust masquerading as love. Sloane exhaled hard, but also maintained her gaze and Sloane was swept back into the current. A blade with ambition. I don't, I don't understand. Flashes of fratricidal frenzy ensue, a slither mass carnage. Those once ever bonded now drive fang and lash of tail, proclaim deep magics once thought too cruel to utter, all in pursuit of a sacred, gifted logic. Vortexes that drink empty fathoms of encrimsoned fundament see churn above the fray. Asa cannot escape the writhe without unraveling from her captors with violence. She stains her fangs with flesh of siblings turned rivals. Blood betrays blood. To prove strength, survival is pain. Asa flees, familiar aftertaste fresh in her mouth. She would never know love again. This gift sours theirs, makes it vicious and hungry. Rejected logic, hunted as traitor. Lost like you. Asa dives into an ascendant dream. Cosmic language bathes her as she ventures. Radio songs and magnetic roars that bellow across space. She slips between worlds across great distances. Reaches back into space to glide along the curvature of galaxies. Chasing a distant point of light. A solar opposite to that which takes love. Sloane gasped for air. She came here for a chance to live. Asa crashes through the titan's thick skin into its methane sea. The expansion of humanity across Sol unfolds as she mourns. Within a golden age, a bond is found. The collapse found them. A bond is lost. She wages a battle of grief, fights against nightmares of despair. The disciple of fear struck Asa. I, Shirhan, peeked at the title. Lost. Retreating, love wanes. The ebb and flow of hope, bonded, we live. So we now have, uh, well, back then, uh, 100% that Asa is a proto-worm. So before before the worms were given what is, is the sword logic, they looked like Asa, all of them. Um and there was there was love there was family and once they got the sword logic they they gained power and were killing each other to gain more power and she ran away cuz she was like no this this ain't this ain't it fam i'm out i'm out you all are crazy so well it's very sad very very sad we could have had a bunch of these things just hanging out but no Witness had to ruin it. 
Yeah, also reminds you of the the Force Wells from Star Wars, how they just show up and communicate with you through the Force and stuff. So, uh, too bad it's not more of those. Is it, uh, is it uh, mailbag time? Yeah. Listen, I'm uh, <clears throat> going to be honest. We're kind of scrambling for mailbag questions. So, if you write one in, there's going to be a real good chance it's going to make it on. So, just uh, send us uh, on... Uh, X slash Twitter at Destiny CC Pod. Question one Is the community going to be satisfied with 822 or are they going to be out for blood no matter what? I think it's going to be, I think it's cool to hate on Bungie right now. So no matter what they do, they're going to be hated on. Even if it's positive, there'll be a couple streamers that like will make it negative within like probably a few hours afterwards and just get everybody to jump on board with them. Yeah. Really loves company. They're going to zag. They're going to yeah. zag on everybody. And I think that's, I think yeah. that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a whole, they could have done this years ago. They should have done this and that. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. They're proving that they can do it. And it's like, bro, what the heck, man? $4.3 billion. And, <laughs> and we can't get one PVP map. Bunch of bitches. <laughs> Two bad. two maps. They're getting a map. It's gonna be. We can't get two maps. Wah, wah, wah. Question two. <laughs> Do you understand why Bungie is so worried about killing things in PVE due to it being overpowered in PVP, but otherwise do not seem to care whatsoever about PVP? Uh so. <laughs> Uh, if you wrote this in, sorry for what we said at the end of the first question. Uh, I assume that when they say killing things, I assume they mean like weapons and mm -hmm. uh, like armor pieces and things. So <clears throat> do you understand why Bungie is so worried about, let's say, nerfing weapons in PvE yeah. due to it being overpowered in PvP? but otherwise do not seem to care whatsoever about PV. There's just a lot of P's and E's and V's in there. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I don't hate this game as much as some people do right now. So I don't think I'm going to say things that people are going to like to hear. Like I'm not happy with where things are. It's not how I wish it was, but I guess I'm just old. Yeah. So the simple answer is is that Bungie don't want people to use the same thing season after season in PvE and in PvP. So whenever something's hot in both PvE where it's like decent in PvP, where like whatever happens and it gets nerfed, the community half the community blades the other half. So if like something's awesome in, P in PvE and it gets nerfed because it does something weird in PvP, PvE people are up in arms over it. However, don't matter because it officially needs to get nerfed anyways because we all can't be using mountaintop recluse whatever for <gasps> the entire length of the game. Take it back. How dare you? What, uh, what, what Jared and Ryan said. Question three. You guys can read that. Should I read that one or not? Yeah. <laughs> How confident are you that the next raid, uh, which I assume would be the reprised raid, is going to be hive based? 
uh, 100. I'm going to say, I'm going to say very, very much so. Yeah. It's, it's like a minus 10,000 favorite. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if, what if Bungie came out and said that? So, like, clearly what they're doing is everything that doesn't come back now, they're going to have like nine months, nine to 12 months out after the final shape, they're bringing everything back, right? And that's like the one last hurrah. Yeah, it's got to be that. Because it's like, yeah, everything that was like sunset, like planet-wise, raid-wise, strike-wise, like run it through the algorithm, run it through the AI algorithm that puts it onto the new, you know, uh, like file save as uh, into the new <laughs> into yeah. the new uh, engine or whatever and then we get that back and then the, prob- the real question is is it going to be a free update or are they going to stick it to us for $40 on the way out uh, it will be a free update but they're going to put some mad skins in the Eververse oh god just like like the like yeah. like those skins, <laughs> the, the ones creme that... de la creme skins. Yeah, and they're gonna be twenty five hundred like silver. The cream rises to the top, you know. <laughs> like it's just gonna be like all the all the sweet ones. <clears throat> okay, I will say when I read this question, I thought, damn, that's a good question. And I put a lot of thought into this earlier today while driving. Would you rather be able to design your own tattoos and scars? For your guardian that appear on their armor no matter like which armor piece it is or would you rather have more accessories available that you can use like uh to like pimp your character out and tell us which accessory you would like to have i thought mm. i thought i thought a lot about this so I kind of want chains, like gold chains. And like that, that's one thing I would like. The other would be like a a championship belt, like a wrestling, like a title belt. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, I don't know how it would work with the armor, but I was also thinking like, like a hoop earring, like Michael Jordan used to have. Yep. Um, then I started thinking, what if I could make my shoes look like Jordans? Like, what if they had some sort of thing to where you could choose, like, if you want ones, threes, fours, fives, you know, twelves, like if you want to choose your Jordans out that you want with the different colorways, you know, yeah. like there's a lot on the table there. You Yeezy, new Yeezys come out. You could put those on there. Like there's a lot of brand deals that yeah. they could be going with here. Um, the last thing I thought that I would kind of want, uh, do you guys remember like in the real early two thousands, like the, the, what were they called? Like the puka shell necklaces. Remember those? Yeah. I'd like to have, I'd like to have one of those to rock <laughs> a little bit as well. Uh, so like I said, thought, thought a good bit about this today. Oh man, yeah. So uh, think about so I've been watching a lot of like case openings on CS:GO. Even though I've never played CS:GO, mm-hmm. so, so like 
hunter hunter knife like you can have like different style knives for the hunter and yeah. like you can and like <laughs> exactly yeah. and then like um titans could have gloves because they punch everything warlocks could have like rings because i feel like a ring on like oh. when they put the hand push out they have their rings or stuff like that so Dude. i think that would be really cool what if what if when if you beat the raid you could like if you beat it in contest mode you get like a world series ring yeah that that would be sweet man mm-hmm. and then like some of your emotes could you could like hit a button to like flash your fingers up so you could like see the rings that you had yeah so <laughs> I thought this was a great question. Chad, what about you? Are you accessory guy, tattoo guy? What are you thinking? Um, I think tattoos can be abused quite quite easily if you can design them. Um, there are lots of designs that True. would immediately happen. Um, so that's that's a no on that one. As much fun as I would have with it. Um, like immediately I would have chest. a butterfly tramp stamp right off the rip oh, on my Titan. Dude, Just I would have it I would also have a tramp stamp. <laughs> but um, like uh what about like the the Goldberg barbed wire tattoo? Yeah. Like no, no. See, it would be a butterfly tramp stamp and then a Tyson. <laughs> yeah, just up here. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> tramp stamp that says "Eyes Up Guardian." <laughs> my my eyes are up here, Guardian. <laughs> With the, Oh man, I I feel like that would be on the on on the right under the belly on that one. Yeah. Um. Let's see. But I was thinking like uh, one of the garage. like a sun visor with the ponytail coming out the top. I would enjoy that very much. And uh, and uh, probably since we're going merch, a uh, Barbie shirt. Just. A, <laughs> yeah. Or if you could, uh, I don't know. I think there, I think there's a lot there. Do you think that if Bungie, because back whenever this game was being designed and like the engine and stuff, obviously mm-hmm. none of this was even like we didn't even have like an Eververse store for two years or whatever into Destiny One. So if they were going to do this, like if they were to in Destiny Three, if assuming they're using. Uh, updated version of the engine and it's built with this in mind do you think that they would start looking for like deal partnerships and things or do you think the sony acquisition really limits that a lot i think of fortnite right so like there's nothing that's too crazy that couldn't be in fortnite you know so Mm -hmm. and they have like they've had thanos in there you know they've had mr beast like (laughs) you know there's been so many things that it would be, I wonder if, if Bungie sees that as an opportunity in the future to where there could be more things like that. Sony gets has deals with other companies anyway, especially with technology. And like, I think Sony like used to be in automotive. I don't know if they're, they're that much anymore, but like, Sony does more stuff besides media. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff they can get their hands into that can be partnerships like like that like you like a spider-man branded jordan like that's just something that could just you can just put it all over sony games that makes sense 
you know, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you guys want to hit on about Destiny? Mm-mm. All right. I think that brings us. Yeah. Chad, you good? No, that's it. Yeah. I think we're good. All right. I think that brings us to the end. I'm the Destiny Bad Boy, not Ryan Fox. Find us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. We're getting close. We're getting close to content and some excitement and probably like hate and then probably malaise and then probably excitement, I would say. Uh, we're kind of, as Jared said, the dog days of destiny right now. So uh, we're, almost, we're almost through the valley. We're almost ready to climb back up. So in the meantime, give us a like, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada, yada, yada. Let these other guys sign off. Um, if you want to play fantasy football, hit us up. We're starting to get the names together for that. And then if you're going to be playing on August 22nd, hit me up. I'll be around. And uh, I think uh, I think uh, after this podcast, everybody would be happy if, if, if you just hit the helm for like five minutes, just, just to hit the helm, you know, just make you a little bit more upbeat uh, before you go to bed. Uh, just, you know. As always, go Cats. Love you guys.